Hey, this is Mary and you're listening to WJMS Radio. And for this week's artist interview, we have Harris, better known as Pronto Valet. He is a rapper, producer, and studio engineer from the city of Chicago, Illinois. And he is also an intern here at WJMS. We also have Bailey, who is another intern. And today we're all going to have a little conversation and know more about Harris and his music. Hello. Hello, hello. How you doing? I'm good. How are you both? Doing good. Doing good. Good as can be. Yeah, right. The semester is almost over, so I'm sure you'll... Finals, yeah. Mm -mm. Just trying to get through it at this point. Exactly. Okay, so let's start with uh, just knowing a little bit more about you, Harris. How did you get into music? I know you started back when you were 11 years old. So Mm -hmm. maybe you have like a story. How... Did it all happen? So one of the main stories that I always, I guess, remember off the top of my head. I mean, it's kind of funny because I've always had a relationship with music, whether it was my parents playing it in the car and me just, you know, listening to it and wondering which artist is that and then pirating the music off the Internet later. But really, um, I would say my first experience making music and, you know, realizing, hey, this is something that I want to do is when I was a little bit younger than 11, I would say. In my public school, everyone everyone had to learn how to play the recorder. And I think everyone had to do that pretty much all across the U.S. for the most part. But I was like pretty good at it. And my music teacher just had me play for the front office or like the office for our school, whatever you would call it. And that kind of really just got me into wanting to perform music more. From there, you know, I really just started doing like talent shows, you know, any kind of events. I started writing lyrics, too. So that's where I started, you know, really, I guess, making music. It was when I was 11 years old. That's That's when I started like actually producing and creating stuff do you remember what was like your first song about the one that you wrote yeah it was something about like a snow day and just having fun it was it was something really corny like really childish it wasn't anything serious i would say but you know obviously i was trying to be serious but it just didn't come off that way (laughs) serious about a snow day yeah (laughs) can you recall some lyrics i have no idea honestly i couldn't remember (laughs) I found I found my old lyrics way back, and I, was, I just looked at them. I was like, "This is garbage," and I just threw them out. No, why would you do yeah. that? I feel like it's always so fun to like look back and compare how like did you grow throughout your whole career. It is, it is fun, and that's actually one of the reasons why I still have a lot of stuff. I don't know if you checked out my Spotify, but I have an older album on there called Paradox, and another one called Beaches on Mars, and um. That was like more experimental stuff when I was really starting to professionally put out music, just kind of gauging like what my fan base really liked the most, you know, what they would like to hear more of, what they would like to hear less of. And obviously you take all that with a grain of salt, right? But then there's also the stuff that's like, okay, I don't want anybody to see this or hear this ever. So yeah, all that stuff is gone for the most part. There's still some stuff out there floating around the internet. You can look it up. You can find it. I went under under a different name back then. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) yeah speaking of your artist name pronto valid why so okay originally it started off with just being pronto the main reason for that is just i don't know i kind of had an affinity for all things fast i'm not necessarily like a fast car guy or anything like that i'm not really into you know vehicles i'm not a i don't don't know what you would call it like a motorhead or whatever you want to call it but you know just life passes by you fast and it kind of has a corny meaning to it but that's you know that's kind of what stuck to me and I kind of added the valid at the end because originally it was supposed to be like, I don't know if you guys know like ASAP Rocky, but like everyone in, a- in the ASAP group has like that first name ASAP. So mm-hmm. that pronto was supposed to be like a pronto for everybody in the group, but, and then it'll just be in me. So I kind of just stuck with the name 
and kept rolling with it and and here i am <laughs> sorry would you ever consider expanding is that something you want to do like expanding and making a group with the same with, with the name pronto in front of whatever their original artist name is yeah. uh no no that was that idea was born and died within a week in 2015 so uh. yeah no, probably not ever again if i were to do that it would have to be it would have definitely have to be something different than what i go by now but yeah the whole group experience for me just wasn't it was great you know don't get me wrong i've been part of like many groups um growing up as an artist I, first one was called like the soldiers or something in like seventh grade but yeah one thing you notice with groups really quickly is that you all kind of have, have to work towards that common goal mm -hmm. but once you know somebody starts feeling like oh you know i'm not getting my my shine like i should be the whole thing kind of starts falling into question so yeah I, I would say that i'd like to remain solo for the remainder of my career cool yeah yeah don't need to rely on anybody i think it's kind of cool do you play any instruments then yes i was taught to play obviously recorded but we're not counting that so i was taught <laughs> to play um uh what was that trumpet was the first instrument that i learned to play you know actually like outside of school i went to like some training for it so i was pretty good at that i still know how to play it but i haven't played trumpet in you know quite some years so i would probably be a little bit rusty getting back into it also was taught to play drums but with drums i feel like it's more of a, a natural thing like if you're a musician and you can just kind of naturally feel the beat of things the drums also come to you naturally at least that's how it feels for me because i'm also a producer and engineer and, and all that and yeah piano is also one thing that i was taught to it's probably the most important thing that i was taught was how to play piano i'm not like a professional pianist i'm not a beethoven or anything but i have a good i have a good idea of how to work around the keys so you produce and engineer everything by yourself or do you have like co-producers? Yeah. So for the most part, I pretty much produce and engineer everything. I would say like 90% of my own. I have a co-producer that I worked with on one of my first projects on Beaches on Mars. His name is Zave. And he kind of started learning how to produce not that long ago, about two years ago. He originally came to me for advice, just kind of wanted to learn more about production. And then we started working together on an album and then one song led to another and from there, we just kind of started, you know, hitting it off and working together since then. I do work with a few other producers. I might like buy beats here and there. But for the most part, I would say, I, you know, I generally enjoy producing myself and my own tracks. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah. What DAW do you work out of? I'm using Studio One. I'm actually using an older version of Studio One. You can't even get support for it anymore. It's Studio One 3. Uh, um, I can upgrade if I want to, but it's just, you know, once you learn a DAW, you don't want to change. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I hate the upgrades too because they change the whole interface and everything. So, and it's always a risk updating the DAW because you don't know if there's some bug that they haven't yeah. worked out yet. Yeah, I get it. Well, the good thing about Studio One is that if if you have like the older version, you can have the older version and the newer version on the same computer. Oh. But you can't open any of your older files on the newer version, if that makes sense. But you can yeah. always go back to the older version and open it up. It's just like. If there's any new tools or like new instruments on the newer version, you're kind of screwed trying to get that on one of the older songs. Yeah, that's yeah. always the pro I work out of Logic, and that's always mm. the problem. You can't keep the old one on there. And I'm like, oh. It's yeah. Apple oh. with their updates, you know. That's the only yeah. thing that's tricky. I love Logic. It's a great, it's a great um, DAW to use. Yeah. I have no idea what you're all talking about. I never <laughs> I'll be just honest. I honestly I'm just like, yeah, great. I have no idea what it said, but good for you. <laughs> well what do you what do you use to edit the um interviews if you don't mind me asking? Just Adobe Edition. Okay. So I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it's a similar thing. You're like cutting things in and out. 
Um, a DAW essentially allows you to do the same thing. It's a digital audio workstation. That's what it stands for. Mm. Yeah, I Oh, well. Back to like you starting at 11-year-old. Do you have anybody else in your family who helped you, who taught you all of this? Or are you like self-taught or is it more? Everything was self-taught. I'm, I would like to say I'm pretty much the only musician in my family. I don't think there's anybody in my family that does music unless I'm, you know, forgetting some long lost cousin or something. But yeah, I'm the only one that, that does music. As far as like the genre of music that I was making, my you know family never really supported that. In the beginning, it was mainly like hip hop and they were kind of, you know, just weirded out by it. You know, obviously I'm like some white dude. They didn't think of it like as something that I could pursue and something that I could serious like take seriously, mainly also because I was an athlete before. And I guess my parents kind of just saw me going to school and an athlete, you know, the cliche story. But, you know, that just wasn't me. And the only person that really kind of, you know, I guess you could say supported me throughout the whole thing was uh, my uncle. He's technically my second cousin, but he's my mom's cousin. But I call him my uncle. He was also really into hip hop, like really heavy into hip hop. He moved to the United States when he was 17 from Bosnia. And kind of sounds corny, but I guess he like took me under his wing. But really, he just started like influencing me with the type of music that he would listen to. He listened to a lot of like underground, you know, more harder, hardcore hip hop. And that's really where I initially got my, you know, taste for music from, I guess, is, you know, obviously from my parents and then him coming through with those influences. And then from there, I just started to branch out on my own. Are there any other genres that influence your style that maybe make you stand out uh, from the rest of the hip hop scene? Yeah, definitely big time. Over the years, especially after that Beaches on Mars, Breaches on Mars project that I put out, I've really gotten more towards like the softer, like poppy slash like R&B synthy side, mainly because I just, you know, being a producer and having played instruments before and just overall being a musician, you fall in love with making melodies and naturally you want to do that with your voice too, right? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I really started getting into, I don't want to necessarily call it singing, but like melodic rapping um, and a little bit of singing here and there, like mixed throughout. I don't have the best singing voice. I was a baritone. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to, I like to mix in different types of genres. A big influence for me growing up was Linkin Park, um, especially with all the anime music videos. Yeah. I love those. They always got me going. So yeah, that was, that was a huge influence on me. RIP Jester Bennington. Metallica too. I listened to a lot of Metallica. I could go on and on, you know, just like Michael Jackson, pretty much name any great, you know, R&B pop artists. I've probably listened to them and have memorized at least a song or two by them. So that's awesome. Yeah. Who is in your playlist right now? Right now, some guys you probably wouldn't know about. Some people you would. Uh, I'm listening to a lot of, strangely enough, Earth, Wind and Fire. Oh, yeah. Guys. I've been listening to them. I've been listening to... Daft Punk for like the last year, just really, really, really heavy into Daft Punk. Um, a few songs. There's this one song by Mojo. There's a song, Lady in Me Tonight, that one. Um, I've been listening to that like a lot lately. I don't know why. And I'm trying to think what else. Childish Gambino, too. He's super talented. Yeah, that's. I would say that's mainly it, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Um, Abstract Rude, probably somebody you guys haven't heard of. But he's one of the, one of the artists that I was, I guess... Uh, shown by my by my uncle slash second cousin way back so i still listen to him to this day um but yeah that's that's really the mix that i'm listening to now would you say when you like listen to them and you create your music do you want to be like them or you just listen because you enjoy it and you want to make something completely different i feel like there's a thin line between it you know 
listening to music as a musician you're typically listening to music because you're either listening for like a reference or you're really looking for some kind of inspiration or some kind of spark but on the consumer side you really just want to sit back and chill and it's kind of hard to do that when you're a musician yourself and a producer and an engineer and blah 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 but i would say for the most part like when i'm really just like sitting down and just chilling out yeah i'm listening just for for the leisure i don't really care you know too much about like oh what kind of effect is going on you know how does the eq sound on this vocal does the compressor sound right does it sound jacked you know is it you know what is it sounding like but then every now and then there's a song that surprises you um especially like newer music if you haven't even even with older music that can happen a lot you know something you may have just not noticed but yeah especially with like newer songs if i hear like an effect or something out of nowhere i'll like rewind it and be like oh okay now how do i do that like you know i kind of like flip between the consumer and the producer mode pretty much all the time Definitely. Have you met any of the like big artists yet? Never. I have never met a celebrity in my life. Um, really? No, I've never even been to a concert besides the ones that I performed at. Never. Wow. I've been to. I'm lying. I've been to some concerts, <laughs> but they were okay. It was like the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. So I went to that once Ooh, yeah. with my parents. So it was cool. It was a cool experience, still nonetheless. But obviously, nothing that like our generation is used to. Um, I went to a Yanni concert. If you guys know who Yanni is, mm. uh, great composer. Um, it wasn't really a concert, though. It was kind of just him playing his older hits on a piano. It was in a casino. I won 400 bucks that night. So super cool. Cool mm. night, but not really an experience, not really a concert experience. So very uh, good night, I would say. Yeah, it was a very good night. Also, also got taken to the casino by my parents that night, too. Yeah, my mom, just mommy and daddy's boy. <laughs> the layers that are unfurling you're like yeah i went to this concert is that a casino i won four hundred dollars like just <laughs> the progression of that story I, a roller coaster <laughs> and i'm telling it pretty fast i know i'm probably skipping over a whole bunch of details but yeah no it's it's um i always i always have interesting nights especially like when it's like a weird musical experience with my parents because they always listen to like some has-beens from the 80s and it's like you know i have to come along but then it's like the, the introspective person in me sees the beauty within it and like the greatness of a performance, even if it is some eighties has been. So, yeah. Know. Okay. So you haven't really gone to like big dancers. What about like, what was your biggest performance so far? Like live performance? Uh, biggest live performance to date has been at the forge in Joliet. Um, I opened up for an artist who went by the name, who goes by the name PMB rock. Um, he's not really, He's not really doing anything anymore. I don't think so. But he was he was kind of popping for a little while. Um, I would say there were I would want to say there was about 2000 people in attendance because that's like what the capacity mm -hmm. is. And they said that the house was going to be a full house. But I don't believe it because the crowd looked like it was pretty thin. It was like 500 people in comparison to how much the forge usually gets. You know, for some people, 500 is a big show. And mm -hmm. um, it, yeah, it was the biggest show for me. But I would say, you know, if I had to guess, it was. 500 people there in the forge in joliet illinois other than that but it, you know it wasn't my most memorable concert other than that my most memorable concert was my first one at the smooth fox in elgin illinois um and the reason why is because you know obviously it was my first concert but i also just had a lot of people there i think i brought the biggest draw out of all the artists that were there it was an underground concert and um towards the end i got everybody to come on stage with me and I also had like all, all the other artists that were performing. We started doing like a little freestyle slash cipher um, with one of the beatboxers that was in attendance too, because I have a friend who's a beatboxer. So that was probably the most memorable show for sure, by far. So you do freestyle too? 
Uh, here and there. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm the best freestyler, but yeah, I do freestyle. I mainly write though. Could you freestyle something right now? No, <laughs> no, I'm not in the mood for freestyling right now. You just caught me out of the gym. <laughs> oh no! I would need. Oh. A, I would need like a crazy beat too if I'm gonna freestyle. But yeah, no, I, I do some freestyles here and there. What I mainly like doing freestyling is is when I'm in a group of people. That's you know, and they're all we're kind of like ciphering. That's like my favorite thing. Oh, that's fair. We don't have yeah. that energy for freestyle, I guess. It's Here tough. It's tough. I wish. It's tough to, you know, like during an interview too, like I, I would, but it's like, I don't know. I don't really know what's a freestyle about, to be honest with you. I mean, I, that's the point of freestyling. You're not really supposed to know what's supposed to be going on, but, you know. Uh, that's all good. When you write your music, when do you usually write? When you said happy, doesn't matter um that's a good question honestly i would like to say i usually write when i'm either sad or really pissed off those are probably the two moods that are most prevalent in my music too i make a lot of heartbreak songs even though i'm not heartbroken at least not anymore <laughs> you know i've been dating the same girl for six years so obviously i'm not heartbroken but like you know i, I like to make love songs you know just stuff like that because mainly that's really what i always enjoy just listening to especially now with like with the newer wave of music that i'm putting out but i still like to have that more aggressive like choppy lyrical type of flow within my songs present pretty much that's that's just like my signature style so i don't know i guess really what i try to portray most of the time it's not a specific emotion but just being as honest to the emotions that i'm feeling at any given moment it's so funny how you said that, like, you're not heartbroken, but you write heartbreaking songs. It's kind of yeah. similar. Like, I listen to a lot of sad music when I'm actually truly happy and the opposite. Like, when I'm happy, like, I don't know. When I'm sad, I would listen to something like that would hype me up, I guess, which is so weird. People are like, what's you. happening to you? <laughs> so. It's different for everybody. I mean, you know, some people, they like to... You know, I guess maybe if they're feeling sad, listen to a happy song because it makes them feel happier. But I don't know. For me, it's for me, it's 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 kind of weird because, you know, obviously I'm a musician myself. Right. So when I'm in a certain type of mood, I don't necessarily like to listen to a certain type of music. I like to go mm -hmm. back and use those emotions to make a certain type of song or a certain type of music. Do you yeah. listen to yourself a lot? Uh, yeah, I do listen to my own music a lot, but that's mainly because I'm, you know, either thinking of like, you know, how could I have made this song better or, you know, I, I'm really like my own biggest critic. I'm really bad with it, too, just because I know that I have pretty good music, you know, in general. I don't I don't think that I'm the greatest musician of all time, but I would like to think that I'm generally talented. But yeah, it's just tough because, you know, you listen to something and you're just like, damn, it could have been this could have been tighter. Or this could have been better. I could have said this differently. I could have had better enunciation when I was recording, but I didn't, you know, th stop to think about it. Um, and part of the reason for that is because I'm a producer and an engineer. So my brain's going 100 miles an hour in three separate directions all at once. So it's it's kind of tough. But yeah, it's safe to say I do listen to my own music a fair amount. No, don't be too harsh on yourself. Like you do so much. We're our worst enemies, I feel like, for this criticism. Oh, yeah. Definitely. How long does it take you to create a single? On Usually depends. Some songs are done in five minutes, you know, 10 minutes, not five minutes, but like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Some songs are done in, you know, months. 
I have stuff that's sitting on my laptop that I've, you know, haven't touched in like six months, but I know that one day could be a hit, hopefully. But then I also have stuff that is, I, I also have like ideas that are pretty fresh ideas that are like almost done or like basically on the verge of being released. But it really depends. I mean, like it, it depends on how passionate the song that I'm making makes me feel too about it. Um, whether it's just like really similar to something that I've already made before. So then I'm kind of like, man, okay. Like I kind of already know how to do this, but when it's a challenge, when it's like, okay, you know, how do I specifically get this feeling on this type of song with this type of baseline, whether I'm trying to like emulate something from a song that I heard before or like a completely new idea that is in my head. It really depends. But usually I would say it depends on how passionate I am. What's the project you made like you're most proud of? Ooh. Oh, I'm not proud of any of my projects and that's kind of, you know, weird for an artist to say. I don't know if you guys know Tyler, the creator. I mean, obviously you guys probably know Tyler, the creator, but he, you can cut out cusses, I hope. So, but he's like, you know, on, on his radio show, he is like, my shit fucking sucks. You know, like he, <laughs> he's sitting there like, you know, and that's kind of how I feel about my music, honestly, about my, my projects, just because I am my own biggest critic. I honestly feel like I could always be better. Um, I can always do better, but I don't know. Out of all the projects, the best one, my most favorite one working on it probably would have to be Paradox, um, mainly because I worked on all those songs. It was a seven track album slash EP, whatever you want to call it. And I worked on it mainly at a place in Chicago. It's called Fort Knox Studios. It's not like one company. It's, it's basically a building with a whole bunch of studios within it, um, all owned by different people. And that was probably the best experience working on any music in my life up to date so far because I was just able to be around so many professional people, um, professional engineers, really getting a look at what they're doing, you know, what it takes to have good sound quality within a studio. I'm obviously not there yet with my setup. Um, as you guys can see, obviously, I don't think the listeners can see, but I've got like sound pads and stuff all over my room. Um, but that's, you know, that's, that's probably the main thing that really got me into it. Like, okay, like I can make this possible on my own without really having to pay some dude 60 bucks to you know put me in a dark room and scream in a microphone you know so no you yeah. know i feel like home studios now are way more popular versus like mm -hmm. having a like going to like even Billie eilish she records all of her music at her house and yep. she's like one of the biggest artists right now so it is better it is better in my opinion because you save money and also because you're in a space where you enjoy doing what you do and let's be real, nine times out of 10, if you're working with a great engineer or if you are pretty good at engineering yourself, most people aren't going to be able to tell the difference of whether a song was recorded in a home studio or a professional studio. I think mainly it's just because, especially with like rappers and hip hop, there's like a certain type of hype around, around being in a studio. You know, it's, it's romanticized a lot, especially by like, you know, artists that are blowing up nowadays. I don't want to say anything bad about any artist, but like, for example, DaBaby. He talked about how he would promote to his fans and, you know, by basically, you know, here posting a picture in the studio and it's cool. It's hype, but like, it's not really necessary. Like somebody like Lil Pump, who not too many people are fans of nowadays, but still, you know, like he records in a, in a hotel room, you know what I mean? Or he's, he's recorded in a hotel room. One of his best songs ever was in a hotel room. So yeah, it's just a certain vibe of, of having your own studio, especially that just makes it more intimate. I feel like. Definitely. So you mentioned that your parents weren't supported, like supported in the beginning. How about now? Like them seeing you, your progress, your releases? Um. Yeah, no, they're definitely supportive of it now. Um. Once they started noticing that I was taking it 
very, very, very serious and that nothing was going to change. Um, they kind of got the idea. And then my dad started showing up to like all the different shows that I would have. Um, my mom couldn't really make it, but that's just because the type of scene that it was just not the best place for my mom. You know, my dad likes going out to bars and drinking and, you know, whatever, getting shit faced every now and then. But my mom, she's like, you know, she would be like, okay, I'm just going to stay home with your sister. And well, you know, we're good here. And I, she came to one concert and she saw a guy going crazy at the front stage. Um, Cause he had long hair and he was like, ah, you know, he was like screaming in the middle of my set. And she was like, yeah, I think we're out. <laughs> like they literally let my mom left mid set. Um, which I understood. I understood why. Like, you know, it's just not a good situation for my sister. She's 11 years younger than me. So um, you just don't really want her to be there unless she's like backstage or something. I guess it's cool. But yeah, no, I totally understood. But um, yeah, no, they're definitely to answer the question. They are supportive now way more than they were in the beginning. Um, yeah. And that's all I can really say about that, I guess. I'm glad. It's so ironic. My parents, I'm I'm graduating like in two weeks and they still want me to pursue a like doctor, nursing degree stuff. And I'm just like, not going yeah. to Yeah. <laughs> they always wanted me to be a lawyer. And honestly, um, something a lot of people may not know about me is I always wanted to be like a physicist when I was when I was younger. I was really into science, physics, astronomy. Um mainly it was influenced by my mom because she's an engineer she was an engineering major and then got into business later on that's the same reason why i'm even doing music business right now is because i want to do music attached to business so it's like you know um but yeah i always wanted to get into like some kind of science and i guess the main reason why they didn't support it in the beginning was because they had that idea of me being the smart kid that you know played sports and went to northwestern or whatever but um yeah i, I realized quickly or early on i should say that that just wasn't the life that i wanted to pursue well, are you a junior right now i guess you could say that i am i'm 23 years old so i guess i should be done with college but i took a little while i got my associates first at uh school at in um in palatine it's called harper college william rainey harper college so i finished there my first two years and um here at columbia now just trying to finish up my bachelor's and uh hopefully meet amazing people in the process what are you planning to do after college? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, five years from when they put like all of them to that. Yeah, that's a good that's a good question, honestly. I don't know. You know, if you asked me before I got to Columbia, like right when I applied to Columbia, I would tell you, Oh, I want to go intern at a record label and get a job there. Um, if you ask me now, honestly, I just want to finish school so I can get a freaking job and work on music all day long. And I really don't care what the job is as long as it pays me decent. I just want to be able to invest money into my music and really take my craft seriously. Whether that's, you know, working for a radio station, hint, hint, or whether that's, you know, working for whatever. I really don't care. Um, but I would love to work in, either in some kind of entertainment um, industry, whether that be on the back end or the front end. Um, something I really enjoy doing. And I would say, you know, obviously my main goal is, is to, I get it's kind of cliche for you know a rapper to say or an artist but i do eventually want to have a record label so that would be my hope is to land a job with a record label after i got out of college mm -hmm. i hope that works out um, i hope so too <laughs> situation uh, is looking mad dire right now oh yeah COVID. how is it for you like during this whole like pandemic producing writing a lot of people would say that it sucks because uh, they can't perform. But honestly, for me, it's it's been pretty 
uh, freeing. Um, it's given me a lot of time to sit back at home, be lazy when I want to be lazy, but also be productive when I want to be productive. Just, you know, just to keep it real. Um, you know, I would like to say that, you know, I wish things open up, but honestly, I'm kind of liking it a little bit how it is right now. I do want to get back to performing. And, you know, that's that's obvious for any artist, but just being able to sit back and not have to worry about going to work exactly at this time or, you know, um, whatever the case may be. It's, it's really honestly school. Just, you know, I don't have to go to classes, so I have a lot more time. You know, I wouldn't have to commute all the way to Chicago, so now I can just sit back and really, you know, even if I'm on class or whatever, I could just be like, you know, whatever, playing a tune in the background or anything and just playing with ideas. And then honestly, from a lot of, from that, a lot of ideas are born, you know, a, a lot of songs have come to fruition from just that. Um, it could be just as simple as, you know, an extra five minutes of time that you get just because you didn't have to drive somewhere. So yeah, I, I've actually been kind of enjoying it. I'm not gonna lie. Have you done any uh, virtual performances at all? Yeah, um, I actually did one with House of Blues Music Forward Foundation not too long ago, which is funny because I, I actually interviewed for my next internship to be with them today. I hope I get it. Um, yeah, it was an open mic performance, but it wasn't really an open mic because fans had to vote on who they liked the most. And whoever won got to be part of like the next artist showcase and also got to be coached one on one by an industry industry professional. And uh, yeah, that's I actually ended up being like a top three finalist out of five people. So nothing too crazy, but it was it was cool. It was cool. I got voted in by the fans. And yeah, I got I got some opportunities to work with a few of the industry professionals on, you know, production skills, uh, marketing skills and stuff like that. But that was the last performance that I've done. I'm trying to get some more virtual ones, too. I'm hoping that I can do some more with with uh, House of Blues Music Forward for sure, though, again in the future, because it was actually a pretty good experience in all honesty. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. And I hope you get the internships. How is it for you, I guess, combining like full-time school, producing music, interning? Like, I feel like it's just a lot to have on your shoulders. If you could go in my head right now, you would just see a man screaming, um, <laughs> on fire screaming with a bucket of water next to him but he can't pour he can't put himself out on fire because he has to suffer if he wants what he wants in life so yeah that's what that's where my head is at right now I, it sounds like i'm joking but i'm being serious in all honesty i'm kind of going crazy it's a lot of work but i'm able to do it and you know it's what i signed up for you know i want to be great i really want to do something good um whether i end up being the next drake or whether i end up you know just being forgotten with my 75 views on on whatever music video that i drop on youtube later this month i don't really care you know either way i just want to keep doing music and just hopefully become great at it one day or well recognized for it one day what advice would you give to somebody who is like trying to balance everything up honestly just take it one step at a time there's mm -hmm. no point in trying there's no point in stressing 24 7 you know obviously stress is good because it, it gives you a kick in the ass when you need it You know, it's it's never good to be, in my opinion, it's never good to be, you know, chillax 24-7 because, like I said, in my head, there's a guy running around screaming, burning. So there's always something that needs to be done. Um, but I don't know. I would say just just try your best to take things one step at a time and don't beat yourself up too much. I beat myself up a lot, but it's because I have a, I guess, sufficiently large enough ego to, to handle it for myself. 
which can be a good and a bad thing depending on who you are who you are but yeah i would say just you know really try to take it all one step at a time try your best to balance things out and if you can't don't beat yourself up over it that's the best advice i can give honestly thank you yeah i think it's really important to give some time to yourself to just relax and do something you love and then get back to business yeah going out and doing things that you like to do too lately i've been playing basketball a lot lately and i got back into working out i took like an entire winter off from the gym so yeah that's been honestly that's been helping me a lot with my mental health i also run a podcast with my girlfriend so that also helps out too just like you know maybe doing a project if if you're like me and you're an audio engineer and a producer and a singer a songwriter and a performer and you know whatever the hell you want to be astronaut dinosaur writing whatever it's cool to just use something or do something that uses those same skills but that doesn't necessarily give you the same stress if that makes sense so yeah definitely running a podcast with my girlfriend this internship too honestly helps out a lot just because i'm able to do things like engineer audio and sit here but it's not music so it kind of just takes your mind off music yeah it's important to like find other things you enjoy because like if music is your main focus like basketball it's just like a hobby you know it can be something mm-hmm. you're relaxing and having fun i want to talk more about your music i know that you mentioned that you write a lot about like heartbreaks what else do you like like to write i listen to <clears throat> few of your songs i like amnesia one like it's probably one of my favorites the ones i listen to so if you want to talk about that or if you just like if you can just tell me more like what you mainly focus when you write yeah so i mean you know i i didn't mention that i do make a lot of heartbreak songs but it's not like every song is solely about that you know there's a lot of hints and references to you know points in my life where i may have felt an emotion of sadness or a heartbreak but that's usually in reference to whatever emotion it is that i'm talking about at the time so you know with a song like amnesia that song was really kind of more of like a fun after party, you know, hangover type of feeling song. Like that's the type of vibe that I wanted to give off with that. And you know, usually with a night like that comes a lot of regrets, I would say. So that's really what I was feeling in that moment. I wasn't drunk or anything while I was writing it or hungover, but it's just the mood that, you know, I heard the beat and I was like, okay, like what would I talk about if I was drunk and having a hangover? And um, that's kind of what it was. And it, it turned into that. And there's like little notes of of heartbreak in there, but not really. It's really more so just me trying to reenact what I would sound like if I'm like belligerent or, you know, whatever, just trying to be, you know, I guess I guess the best way to, to answer the question is I try to write whatever is most freeing at the time, whatever makes me feel the most free, um, whether that's being pissed off on a song that doesn't necessarily warrant being pissed off 100% right away or you know it, it really depends but i just you know i try my best to be as honest with i can about the emotions that i'm feeling on every single song oh i was just gonna say besides lyrically how do you approach emulating those emotions sonically that's a good question honestly it's when you're producing obviously like you know you think of if you're angry you know i, I keep going to anger i don't know why you guys see i'm wearing red uh i, I love anger is like my main emotion anger and sadness red but, is um, love too you know it is um, love it is love hard love that's why I, that's why i make heartbreak songs no i'm just kidding <laughs> not kidding kidding i don't know but yeah it's um it, it really depends so like yeah if, if i'm feeling angry about something i want to sit down I, I come up with like a hard baseline and then i build around that um 
you know, whatever instruments are warranted for the for the emotion that I'm feeling. If I'm really feeling something, you know, super lyrical, maybe like on the verge of like 90s boom bap, but not 90s boom bap, like, you know, more so like Kanye West type of stuff. You know, I, I go for like the violins, I go for the trumpets, I go for, you know, it really just depends. It, it depends on the, on, on the mood. And um, the cool thing about it is each instrument can be used in different ways. So just because you're feeling angry doesn't necessarily mean you have to use a hard baseline. You can do sure. something different, but I don't know. That's just, that's just off the top of my head. Right. Yeah. Kind of getting into the nitty gritty of it, just because I find a lot of this stuff interesting because I'm a composer yeah. myself. What sort of plugins do you use? Do you use like stock Studio One plugins or do you have a go-to plugin that you go into? Mainly using stock plugins, honestly. There's just a certain type of sound that once you get used to the stock stuff, you kind of don't really want to change. But I do also use um, some stuff from Isotope. Uh, I mm. use Nectar strictly for, for vocal mixing, just as like an add-on to... I don't use like all the stuff that they have on there. I, I bought it mainly for like the saturation, mm. um, just different effects that they have on Nectar. Also, the reverb is pretty good. And for mastering, I also got Ozone 8. I want to get 9, but I like 8. Yeah, that's that's mainly what I'm working with right now. I've also used some other like freeware plugins uh that are pretty cool but yeah for the most part i stick with with stock stuff and and, and isotope isotope is pretty good i get all my plugins from splice though ah i love splice yeah i use that too what's the word do you design your own sense like i know what in design? yeah because i know in logic there's like alchemy that's like the stock plugin mm -hmm. uh but it's pretty robust i didn't know if there was a studio one equivalent uh i guess my tie would probably be the closest thing it's called my tie it's a very crazy synthesizer there's there's just there's so many things you can do with it so many different songs so many different sounds that you can make just by messing with like you know the envelope on you know one thing or yeah. whatever it, it really depends but yeah i mean there's a lot of different ways that i go about making sounds i don't like to pre-save any songs like i, I i'm not really too big into like sound design sessions mm. um i really like to design sounds mainly like when i'm in the groove of production or in the groove of making something because that's when the idea is mo most fresh to me if i'm just sitting there like doing whatever i'm just gonna make fart noises all day long and it, you know, <laughs> yeah yeah i don't want that you know like i'm, not, I'm never gonna use that so you know I, it, it really depends on what the situation calls for I use a lot of preset sounds too, and then I like to work my way around those. Just kind of change the way that they sound because usually they kind of suck or are like a little bit too muddy for the mix. So a lot of that, but yeah. That's cool. I hope that answers your question. No, yeah, it does for sure. <laughs> I have a question. So you reflect a lot on your life and your music. So if you could pick one song to like basically introduce yourself as a artist, what song would you pick and why? Mm. Oh, that's really, 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 really tough. And the reason that's tough is because even though a lot of my songs are about heartbreak, like I said, it's all really dispersed. And every song I would like to think is very different from each other song. And it also depends on when you would ask me. If you had, like I said, if you asked me before Beaches on Mars dropped, I would probably say a song like The Man or for the old heads who really have been following me for a long time long time on SoundCloud, I have a song called Ghost that ended up getting like 20,000 views. And that was probably back then, like my characteristic sound, just really scratchy, fast rap, super aggressive. But 
now I would like to say probably more so a song like I said it's an experimental album, but if you go back to Beaches on Mars, songs like Garden, songs like Light Years, there's also a song that I recently dropped. It's tough to decide, but honestly, out of the most recent stuff, I would say it's between Only Thing I Know or Fake. Those are those are my two two of my more more recent drops, but those are probably the songs that you could get to know me as an artist from the best. Yeah, honestly, those probably those two. I want to say WTFIY, but not really, just because I was kind of feeling my, a certain way when I wrote that. But yeah, only thing I know or fake would probably be the the two best. You know, like here's Pronto Valid in a nutshell. Well, you are you have to pick one because I will be playing one of your songs in the end of the season. I gotta pick one. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's pick. Uh. Let's pick. Uh. Let's pick fake. Fake has a good mix of everything in there. Okay, tell us more about fake. What's the inspiration behind it, and what should we expect when we're going to listen to it? So, inspiration behind fake, you know, you can hear it in the title. It's about fake people. It's about fake love, receiving fake love, whether that be from fans, whether that be from little old heartbroken 15-year-old me thinking I was getting fake love from whatever girl I was dating at the time or whatever was going on. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's really a song about just animosity towards people who portray to, to feel one way towards you but really feel a different way or just aren't as supportive as, as they say. And it's, you know, like I said, also has, has that little bit of heartbreak sprinkled in there, but just just for a little cinematic touch. Yeah, that's that's mainly what it's about and also just kind of breaking free of those trains, staying on the path that I want that I'm that I'm that I've carved out for myself. That's really prevalent in the second verse. I feel like your girlfriend is going to listen to this interview and be like, "Why do you write so much about heartbreak?" <laughs> oh no, she knows. She knows. She knows. She hears my music all the time. She knows that I'm a I'm a little shithead. She's always there <laughs> listening to me go crazy. Is she also an artist? No, she's not. She's going to school. She's studying accounting. Oh, yeah. okay. I was like, you all should collaborate. Maybe, I don't know if that would work, but... <laughs> she's got a good head on her shoulders, unlike me. Okay, so, and then we will hear Fake by you. And uh, so, what would you say the main, like, three things your music aims to say? I mean, honestly, I would say kind of just more of the same stuff that I've been talking about already. It's just really being honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I joke around a lot and I, I make, I make, you know, fun of make light of situations that could be dark, but honestly, it's more of like a coping tool, but I really try to be as honest as possible. I, I like to portray that message through my music is just, you know, try being honest, you know, whether it's, you know, about your emotions, whether it's about situations. And the other thing is really just to be, motivated and passionate about yourself but to an extent um, because you don't want to be too egotistical you know I, I learned that the hard way in my life and that's that's definitely one of the main themes that are prevalent in my music is just you know obviously you always have that self-confidence but don't let it get the best of you and I'm trying to think of a third one but the third one is probably just be you know be humble and always remember remember where you came from Yeah, that's that's probably the biggest one. Those three for sure. Nice. And honestly, I think being honest and like remembering where you came from is something is like so hard to like keep in mind these days just because of how 
like two-faced people are sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy as a Jews and artist like want to convey that message to your listeners. Yeah, thank you. And it's 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 hard too, especially with today's day and age. You know, everything being all about um, cheap thrills and you know just whatever. Um, you know, it, it's hard to be honest and in an honest face in a sea full of people who are just trying to make a quick buck off of a quirky personality or whatever. Um, but that's the path that I carved out for myself. So got to keep pushing no matter where it takes me. Okay. And I don't have any more questions. I don't know, Bailey, do you have any more questions right now? What can we look forward to? What's the future looking like for a Pronto Ballad? Uh, future is honestly, as, as much as I like to make fun of myself, future is looking pretty great. I'm dropping a single every single month. That's a promise that I made to myself and to the 10 listeners that I have. <laughs> so uh, You have no, 12 now. I bet me and Bailey will. There we go. Heck yeah. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Building building the fan base one one person at a time. But um, yeah, no, it's it's uh that's definitely something to look up for. Is just obviously every single month there's gonna be a drop. Originally I was planning it to be on the first Friday of each month, but I switched it to the last Friday of each month just to kind of give a little bit more anticipation. Not really. I was just kind of lazy one month and I ended up getting backtracked. But uh, yeah, that and I'm gonna be dropping at least two music videos this year. I might drop more, but. One is for sure coming in July, and another one is for sure coming at the end of the year in December, just to kind of close off the year and just be on the lookout for any surprise projects I might drop. There's a lot of I, I like to I like to drop surprise projects here and there, so you know I'm pretty sp- spontaneous with it. But if it happens to drop, keep a lookout for it because I guarantee you will be fire. Awesome! Drop the socials as well. Give it to yeah. us. Yeah. So yeah, you guys can definitely check me out at Pronto Valid on Instagram. Also, Twitter and Facebook, pretty much anywhere you could think of. If you search a Pronto Valid, if you Google me, you'll find probably a funny picture of me and then my music. So, you know, make sure you you guys check that out. And yeah, I'm also on Spotify and all streaming platforms. So anywhere you want to listen to me on, go ahead and check me out. Is there anything else you would like to add about like yourself or your music? Honestly, I feel like I, this is a pretty good interview. Way better than honestly, like I, I got out way more than I thought I was going to get out, to be honest with you. And I keep getting calls in the middle of it. I'm so sorry about that. But yeah, um, no, honestly, I think I got everything out there. Like I said, just again, want to make sure that people understand I'm not, I, I don't actually hate myself. I'm not actually on fire in my head burning. I mean, you know, I am and I'm not at the same time. So it's kind of like, you know, just a joke. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> don't take me too seriously, but take me yeah, seriously. I promise your head is like, not on fire. I see you right now. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Proto Valid. Thank you, Bailey. It was such a pleasure talking to you too. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for having me. And now check out Fake by Proto Valid here at WJMS. Me a fool for this. <laughs> Look, he be fake, she be fake. Bitch, I'm fed up. I'm a soldier, keep my head up Piece of cake, I did it, bitch, I'm next up Sipping straight, and I'm straight, got a hair rush He be fake, she be fake, bitch, I'm fed up DNA, I'm a soldier, keep my head up Piece of cake, I did it, bitch, I'm next up Sipping straight, and I'm straight And I'm straight, and I'm straight
It goes on and on, just like Ramadan, 3 a.m. and I'm fed up. I've been feeling kinda faded lately, baby, but I gotta keep my head up. Swear to God, I'm next up. It feels like my life's sped up. In a brand new coupe, she got her legs up. Close the door and hit the restaurant. Ain't it crazy, baby, how it feels so crazy. It get crazy on the fucking daily. Don't even know what I'm saying. Don't even know what she's saying. It's a sticky situation, like rocking designer when it's imitation. All of you faking, she faking. You must have got me mistaken. Since the first time that I ever seen you, look right in your eyes, I can see you see through. Pennies to the side, baby, it's just me and you. It's just me and you, at least it was that way through. It be fake, she be fake, bitch, I'm fed up. DNA, I'm a soldier, keep my head up. Piece of cake, how I did it, bitch, I'm next up. Sipping straight, and I'm straight, got a hair rush. He be fake, she be fake, bitch, I'm fed up. DNA, I'm a soldier, keep my head up. Piece of cake, how I did it, bitch, I'm next up. Sipping straight, and I'm straight. I've never been a yes man or a nobody. They be trying to talk me down like I'm window washing up on flow 400. Showed up in my left hand, need to show money now. Right hand, need some ass in it or a snow bunny now. Don't really hear from my friends anymore, it's like they dead to me, y'all. Pride get between us and eagles get high, the price on the Christian Dior. All of you pissing me off, bitching and bitching can't listen no more. Can't tell the difference from you and these hoes. All of you shallowed as deep as it goes. But I'm moving a sequence. Zip gon' get you slumped on something decent. Yeah, think they getting past me, then they tweaking. Boy, I'm throwing bodies like I'm on the defense. Lord, she be, she be fed up. Lord. If you like what you just heard, check out Pronto Ballad on all social media platforms.